Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. And we're honored again to have with us a man of principle, knowledge, caring patriotism, and love of America that knows the Constitution and the Bill of Rights better than anyone that I know of. If anybody could show me one that knows better than Judge Andrew Napolitano, send him this way. And again, you go to his website, uh, judgenap.com, and he has great guests on, a terrific, terrific cast of giving you the real news, not what the prostitutes, the media whores that get paid to put out by their corporate pimps and government whoremasters are selling, the CIA clowns that are told them what to do. And Judge, you know, you have a new article coming out tomorrow. <laughs> I'm shocked. It's about freedom of speech. <laughs> you're, sh you're shocked at the title. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just terrible what's happened. Whatever happened to freedom of speech is the title. And it's and they've been robbing it from us day after day after day. And, and again, this is nothing new. I mean, this has been going on. I remember you telling me about, um, and, and all the people listening, about what that slime ball who should rot in hell, Woodrow Wilson, who gave us World War I to help slaughter more people and uh, gave us the Federal Reserve and gave, him, gave us federal income tax and the IRS. And he sent my kids to jail for reading the, uh, what was it? The so he, he, he uh, before he was president, was governor of New Jersey for just 18 months. And before that was the president of Princeton University for 10 years. And before that was a professor of constitutional law at Princeton. He arrested as president of the United States, Princeton students who stood in front of a draft office in Trenton, New Jersey and read aloud, not Karl Marx, but the Declaration of Independence. And for that, they were arrested because he felt that reading the Declaration of Independence interfered with uh, the war by discouraging people from registering for the draft. Yeah. When challenged by the press, what about the freedom, the First Amendment? Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. He said it only restrains Congress. It doesn't restrain the president. It doesn't. Now, a, no, go on. I'm sorry. Such an answer in a law school exam today would cause you to flunk the exam. But that's what this professor of constitutional law argued once he became president. He knew damn well that only Congress can write the laws. He knew damn well that the First Amendment restrained Congress, the president and the judiciary. Today, fortunately, it restrains all of the government. But it's just an example uh, of how differently people view the government from the outside in when he was a professor of constitutional law, as opposed to from the inside out when he's the president uh, of the United States. That's just one example of uh, suppression of speech, the glaring one. By the way, the name of the federal agent that he sent to, it wasn't there personally to arrest them. The name of the federal agent he sent to arrest them, 24-year-old John Edgar Hoover. Oh. <laughs> oh. You can't make this stuff up, uh, Gerald. Another slime ball. Well, that was the beginning of Hoover's ascendancy and the creation uh, of the FBI. Of course, Hoover relished 
the idea of arresting these uh, waspy, privileged Princeton kids that had the nerve, the nerve to recite uh, Jefferson uh, outside of a draft uh, office. Now, fast forward to today, uh, a liberal Democrat with whom I agree on nothing, former New Jersey state senator, went to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles football game two Sundays ago and had a flag. And on the flag, it had a banner. And on the flag was the, on the banner was an American flag and an Israeli flag. It's got his, his own views about the United States and Israel. An hour later, he was escorted out of that stadium by the police. <laughs> now, the stadium is owned by the government. The government cannot prohibit speech on its own property. The government can't prohibit speech anywhere. And yet this stuff just keeps happening over and over again. On college campuses not far from where I live, the pro-Palestinian uh, demonstrators want the police to silence the pro-Israeli demonstrators. The pro-Israeli demonstrators want the pro-Palestinian demonstrators silenced. You and I have very, very strong views on this. We are decidedly on the side uh, of the Palestinian uh, people. But the government has no right suppressing anybody's speech. Congress shall make no law means you can say whatever you want. How can you be happy? How can you pursue happiness if you can't think as you wish and say what you think and offer publicly what you say? That's, well, why, I wrote, that's why I wrote the column. These are perilous times for the freedom of speech. Well, going uh, back, going back to what these young kids, these Princeton students did at World War One is going, and, and you mentioned the word they read the Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. There you go. Happiness, right. happiness is not allowed. You are not allowed to be happy. Happiness has been sucked out of our lives. You read George Washington's farewell address. He mentions the word happiness in it a number of times. That word is, it, it's blacklisted. You also said about, if you could repeat it, about um, uh, Woodrow Wilson, that he said, you know, he's the leader and he could basically do that. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, that the, that the Bill of Rights, or it's talking about the First Amendment, not all of the Bill of Rights, that the First Amendment only restrained Congress. It says Congress shall make no law. Well, the Constitution separates the powers. The president can't make any laws. He either forgot about that or chose not to mention it. Well, that's the cover of this week's Trends Journal. Ah. Follow right. your political leader. Do what you are told. You're nothing more than a piece of shit. The political, I am your leader. I'll tell you what to do. You have no rights. The only person that makes a difference is what I tell you to do. Let's talk about censorship. Let's go back to the COVID war. If you don't swallow the crap spewing out of the mouth of a clown that plays governor, president, mayor, or whatever, you have no right. You have to swallow their crap and do what you're told or else you're censored. And if you believe anything else, then you believe in misinformation. I mean, it's right in front of our eyes. We've lost our freedom. 
we are we are losing freedom, no question about it. That nut job uh, Nikki Haley, who wants to bomb Tehran, last night said that if she becomes president, again she thinks she can write laws. She'll sign an executive order ordering the um, social media companies to fork over their algorithms uh, because she wants to know who is writing under anonymous names. Was she out of her mind? The oh, Federalist yeah. Papers themselves were written under anonymous names. The First Amendment stands for the right to speak under an anonymous name. The whole purpose of the First Amendment is to keep the government out of the business of speech. What business is it of the President of the United States or anybody in any government what the real name of the speaker is? If you don't like the speech, don't listen to it or challenge it. But don't try to silence it. This lady is running for president of the United States. She's leading the pack after uh, Donald Trump. The billionaires that hate and fear Trump are now going to her. She's a maniac. I know. Scott Ritter said the other day, don't vote for Nikki Haley if you expect to see your grandchildren alive. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, she wants to start a war with Iran. She wants a draft. She wants to take young people and have them slaughtered in the deserts of Iran. Is that what the American public wants? Ritter's right. And again, you know, you said she's out of her mind. Every one of them out of Look, that's that slob uh, uh, Chris Christie going over to Israel with all, you know, one little, that, that he couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag. But boy, they love war. All these people that love war are not fighters. You know the the one oh, oh there are some of them are fighters like that cotton mouth over there that clown cotton, and 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 how about how about the jerk that's playing um, uh, the head of the um, the House Speaker uh, Mike Johnson? Uh. You know the hypocrisy of that little clown boy who keeps preaching that he's a, a devout Christian, and he's so anti-abortion. No ceasefire was his crap spewing out of his mouth yesterday at the rally in, in D.C. Oh, wait a minute. Send more money to go slaughter people in, in Ukraine. Send more money to go slaughter people in Gaza. But no abortion. Can't kill. No, no, no. Abortion's bad. But mass murder, I love. These people that call themselves Christians are a bunch of damn Pieces of scum crap liars. They don't they don't have uh, a moral compass. They're just going where they think the votes are. That's all it is. To them, there's no right or wrong, Gerald. It's just staying in power. Yep. Uh, as long as it's popular in America to support Israel, they'll support Israel. As long as it's popular amongst certain uh, voting blocks that they need to form their uh, majority to condemn um, uh, abortion, They'll condemn abortion. This has nothing to do uh, with the with the right to life. This is just a political judgment based upon staying in power, guised, masked as some sort of a moral judgment. I was I was not surprised, but outraged, scandalized uh, at what he said yesterday. I mean, he dismissed the idea of a ceasefire as if somebody had asked him to cut his head off. It just wasn't anything that he would even consider. I mean, this and, is a two-bit two political hack from Louisiana that nobody heard of two weeks ago. Now is uh, two heartbeats away 
uh, from uh, the presidency, and he wants to slaughter people. He wants to slaughter more people than Joe Biden does. Even Joe Biden has asked for a ceasefire. A two-bit political hack. And, and the whole crowd, as he's saying, no ceasefire, the crowd was repeating, no ceasefire, no ceasefire. Wow. Yep. You have more, you have a stronger stomach than I do. I could not bring myself to watch this nonsense uh, yesterday. Protected speech. By nonsense, I mean the content of what they're saying. They have every right to say what they want. I hate what they say, but will give my life for their right to say it. But what they said was nonsense. And by the way, I've been having nightmares almost every night about what's going on in Gaza. I get like these headlines keep hitting my, my, and I wake up and I, I wake up four or five times and I say, no, no, that's just a newspaper. Don't, you know, don't, don't think about it. And I keep thinking about it. I, I keep thinking about this genocide being committed in front of everybody's eyes and being allowed. Imagine if the people in Gaza were Jewish and Palestinians were bombing them. Like Israel is bombing the Palestinians. Oh my God, what outrage. And again, I don't want to hear the baloney that, oh, you're anti-Semite. What a bunch of crap that is. As I said, three of my last four girlfriends are Jewish. My best friends are Jewish. And Ashkenazis that are running Israel are not Semites. The Palestinians are Semites. Palestinians are Semites. And I want to read to you, you were talking, you know, the Ukraine war, by the way, I guess it's over, huh? Well, you know, for 16 months, the Lindsey Grahams and the Victoria Newlands and the Tony Blinkens and the Jake Sullivans and the president himself have argued the domino theory, the discredited domino theory. Remember that in Vietnam? Yep. Vietnam now a strong trading partner. You have a whole Southeast Asia really became communist. They're trading partners with us now. But they were arguing that if Putin is not stopped in Ukraine, he's going to take all of Eastern Europe. Whoop. Suddenly, Ukraine is off the table. Suddenly, the war is over. Suddenly, we don't need to spend them and send them any more money. Suddenly, we have another war to support. Let's focus on that one. And again, World War III has begun. It's just expanding in front of everybody's eyes with the Middle East War. And again, this is one of our top trends. We told everybody it was coming. And that's one of the articles. When all else fails, they take you to war. People have no idea about the 39 weeks of judicial protests going on, uh, uh, protests going on in Israel before this happened against Netanyahu's Judicial Reform Act. No, they have no idea that, the, again, we talked about this, they called it a civil war. It was going on. And as I say, when all else fails, they take you to war. People forgot about it. But you talked about the domino theory. And you briefly mentioned about uh, Vietnam, they're our we, we they're our second largest uh, we, we get more, our second largest uh, uh, importer we get from clothing and shoes come from Vietnam. Right. That dirty commie country that when you and I were young kids, the war was going on. And by the way, the protests going on now, brought to you by the Jewish Voice for Peace and others that I'm seeing around the world. These are the biggest protests I've seen against war since the Vietnam War. So I want to read to you, talking about the domino theory, that slime ball, that arrogant guy. You know, what, if, he, if he 
didn't comb his hair that way, he'd be bald. Netanyahu, America is next if Israel loses war. Oh. <clears throat> this is Islamist militants will pose a threat to the United States and Europe if Israel loses its current war with Hamas. Netanyahu said to that other little jerk over there on, um, uh, I think it was Fox, uh, that in, in, in an interview, yeah, with uh, Sean Hannity, Sean Crappity. He goes, Netanyahu implored Israel's allies to support on the Fox News with uh, Hannity, stating, quote, we have to win not only for our sake, but for the sake of the Middle East, as well as for the sake of our Arab neighbors and the world at large. We have to win to protect Israel. Are you ready? We have to win to safeguard the Middle East. We have to win for the sake of civilized world. That's the battle we're fighting, and it's being waged right now. There is no substitute for that victory. If we don't win now, then Europe is next, and you're next. Wow. Who's a slime ball talking to? I mean that that is that is profoundly false fear mongering, which unfortunately will resonate in certain uh, communities, not the least of which is sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. Yep, insisting that our fight is your fight. Netanyahu, want, Netanyahu went on to allege that quote an axis of terror exists. You ready? Between Hamas in Gaza, Hezbollah in Lebanon the Houthis in Yemen and the Iranian government claiming Tehran's minions seek, quote, to bring the Middle East and the world back to the dark ages. On the other side of Israel, the modern Arab states, of course, the United States, all the forces that want to see peace, prosperity for the Middle East and for the world. Hey, BB, does the Israeli government have nuclear weapons? Because if they do, they're in violation of the UN Accords and then in violation of federal law, which prohibits all federal aid to countries that are in violation of the UN Nuclear Weapons Accords. And you don't want to answer. Let's see, two members of your cabinet the other day talked openly about using nuclear weapons. Uh, Mordecai Vanima, famously in 2008, one of your nuclear engineers who defected from Israel said, yes, you have them, and he's been uh, working on them. David Ben-Gurion lied the JFK, or actually mislead him, saying we won't be the first to introduce nuclear weapons into the Middle East. So where are we going with all this? And again, you mentioned the UN. Think about it. Again, I re read last week the Balfour Declaration of 1917 when His Majesty declared that the Palestine, you know, Jewish people could take over most, some of Palestine. But then the UN decided in 19, was it 1948? It was the UN that decided the state of Israel? Yes. What right does the UN have to decide that? And let's oh, no. go back. What was the, what was the thing after... Uh, the League of Nations after World War One that the United States did not want to get involved in? 
Correct. Because we're the United States. We're not getting involved in a league of nations. That brings us back to where we started. That was Woodrow Wilson's uh, brainchild. Woodrow Wilson uh, died, suffered two very, very serious debilitating strokes as a result of his uh, failed efforts to persuade the public and the U.S. Senate to ratify uh, the League of Nations uh, Treaty. So now they invented the United Nations after that. Correct. What right does the United Nations have to say we're stealing the Palestinian land and giving it to the Jewish people? None. None. But when Harry Truman went along with it, the world went along with it as well. If President Truman had said no, it wouldn't have happened. And it happened because it was the end of World War II. The world was destroyed and America was number one. Yes. They have no right to this land. It is not theirs. And I don't want to hear a clown boy like that. Isaac Herzog, the president of Israel, saying God gave us this land. But those those arguments just don't resonate uh, because anybody could make that kind of uh, of an argument. You know, the devil can quote scripture to suit his purposes. <laughs> yeah. Judge, we're in a very, very dangerous time right now. And you could see that if anybody could see what's going on in, in Gaza with the slaughter of thousands of people, tens of thousands, over 10,000, somewhat 30,000 seriously wounded, over 11,000 dead, mostly women and children. Oh, Tony Blinken says, well, we'll get them to drop smaller bombs. Tony Blinken. Again, another murderous clown. The lo- guy that lied his country into world into the Iraq war. A little piece of scum. And these, again, goes back to the cover of our current trends journal. And everybody should get this in your head. Follow your political leader. Do what you're told. You're nothing more than a piece of shit. Don't think for yourself. I mean, that we have these people leading us is a crime. I was not put on this earth to be led. Right. Same here. But most Americans are are happy to be led around by the nose. The uh, spirit of 1776 only exists in a handful of us uh, today. And, well, Judge, and those and those in government will take advantage of that, like like this Mike Johnson fellow. Huh. I mean, what a jerk this little clown is. A jerk right in front of everyone. Again, they're all jerks. Judge, thanks so much for being here. And again, right. everybody go to the judge's channel. You, you, what he's putting out, nobody is. Nobody. Judging freedom. And the people that he has on, they're real men and real women. Oh, and by the way, you talked about Nikki Haley. Remember the crap they used to spew out, that little warmongering freak that's running for president? How about Hillary Clinton, Samantha Powers, Susan Rice, uh, Condoleezza Rice, all little warmongers, and the crap that they keep spewing out? If only women were in charge. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, a dear friend, dear friend of yours and mine on at 3 o'clock Eastern uh, this afternoon, the great Phil Giraldi. Oh, wow. Wow. There, the, courage, the courage of a... Of a of a herd of tigers. Yep. And again, for anybody that don't know who Phil Giraldi is, he was a top CIA guy that went into George Bush's office, showed him the facts that there were no weapons of mass destruction in Al-K- in, in, Iraq, in Iraq, and Bush told him to leave. 
And being the real man that he is, he quit the CIA. Yes. True story. So, Judge, thanks again. And everybody tune in to Judging Freedom if you want to hear about freedom. Thank you, Judge. Thank you, Gerald. All the best.